0: Do What's not to do. What?
1: This is Buccaneers Total Access with head coach Todd Bowles.
0: Hey, that's a hell of a job coming down here being the good football team. Three step drop, throws all the end zone. Hard oh, ball, touchdown
2: Tampa Bay. Mike Evans reaches up with one hand and grabs it in.
1: Brought to you by Advent Health. With award winning care and a network of convenient locations, Advent Health is here to help you feel whole. Learn more at yourcareyournetwork.com. Fire the cannons. Fire the cannons. Now, your host, Bucs team reporter Casey Phillips and head coach Todd Bowles.
3: Welcome into the Todd Bowles show. Casey Phillips here with head coach Todd Bowles. Uh, I figure we'll just start with the penalties. That was kind of unfortunately how the game started. So I figure we'll start with that. And I, I know that is just that eats you alive as a coach. I think pen, is it fair to say that penalties are the thing that just more than anything else is what keeps you up as a coach?
0: It does, especially the start of the game. You have a clean shot at the quarterback. Uh, He should have went a little bit lower and went for the strip as well. We could have got the turnover right there. But that started it out. Then we throw a touchdown and we get another penalty on the holding call. And I I think those two things can really bring you down during the ball game.
3: So it's not like guys don't know not to do that. So as a coach now, when penalties are a problem, what is the strategy for how to fix it?
0: you practice it all the time when emotion gets the best of you in the game you got to be calm cool and collective constantly preaching it constantly making them understand what wins games and what loses games we always talk about bucks can't beat bucks and bucks helped beat bucks yesterday
3: does it feel like there are the penalties are getting worse or is it just that they have been at very inopportune times
0: Inopportune times different referee crews understanding we know, what they're trying to call going into the ball game. We understand that. We go over it all week, which crew calls what the most, what we have to look out for. We just got to be smarter. We got to be smarter.
3: And I know particularly for offensive linemen, a lot of times penalties are the only time anybody knows what they're doing, which is unfortunate for for their sake. But uh, we know that some of those really opportune times have been coming with Donovan Smith's penalties lately. So uh, what is the conversations that you've been having with him what are the plans to help him work through this and, and how to move forward being such a important member of this offensive line especially with all these other injuries
0: he's a good athlete he's got to shoot his hands when he doesn't shoot his hands and he grabs that's when he gets going if he shoots his hands he'll be fine
3: and I know that uh, Tom Brady's multiple interceptions he'd only thrown three in the last 524 passes this season so what were the 49ers doing or, or what was happening with Brady that led to that
0: uh, they were they were, in the, they were in the alleys. Obviously, they were in the areas trying to throw. One guy jumped and made a play. Uh, the Pressure was getting to him a little bit on both ones. He tried to get a throwing over the top. They made good plays.
3: And, you know, the rest of the game, I know it seemed like there were a few times he maybe underthrew a couple guys, especially in the deep balls, or there was some either miscommunications or accuracy issues. What would you say is uh, the, how you would describe the connections or lack thereof between him and some of the wide receivers. When, but then there were other, you know, pretty exciting plays like the Mike Evans ones that ended up not counting. So if you were to holistically look at it in terms of the accuracy and connection with the wide receivers, how would you have graded the game?
0: Uh, we missed some deep balls. You know, some he had pressure with him. Some was raining; the ball was wet. Some was just a little. One or two was overthrown. But overall, we have to get turnovers and we have to make big plays to get people going. Uh, If we don't get the deep ball, it kind of limits us to a grind out ball game. So when we have opportunities, we got to take them. But the defense can also shorten the field if they got turnovers.
3: I know we talked about recently, you know, and Brady said in one of his press conferences trying to get him and Mike Evans a little bit more on the same page. you know, if not for the penalty, there would have been the 66-yard touchdown. There was a 20-yard gain. Uh, did it feel like there were glimpses that the chemistry is there and, and improving uh, on this game? But there still weren't a lot of catches, opportunities. So, so what would you say of this game in terms of is it a positive sign of where they're moving forward, or, or what would it leave you thinking?
0: It's definitely a positive sign, but like I said, there's 10 other people on the field on both sides of the ball, or nine other people on the field, and. When the pressure comes or when they have the route covered or two guys are sitting there, you can't make the chemistry work by for- forcing the ball in, but the chemistry is definitely coming.
3: So what did you see from the other wide receivers in this game?
0: Oh, they made some tough catches, short catches. You know, We just didn't make enough of them. We got behind the eight ball early, and you know that's the worst thing you can do against a team that has a good pass rush. And when they start rushing the passer, we were dinking and dunking. Uh, we were catching the ball. We didn't have any yak yards, yards after catch. If we can get some yards after catch on the short passes, I think we could have extended the game a little bit.
3: I know Rashad White, uh, another fumble, a couple of them recently for him. and uh, But also we've seen you know the capability of the huge plays and uh, making some really big-time moments as a rookie. So how do you kind of weigh his play lately between some of the, the highs and lows that he's had?
0: Our ball security is the number one thing, you know, if you can't take care of the football, that's going to be a problem. So we've been on him about that and he understands that as well. In order for him to be a great back, the first thing he has to do is secure the ball.
3: So what would you say if looking at the offensive performance overall, what were sort of the the big picture outside of penalties? um, The things that you felt like were the the biggest issues that the team would want to address moving forward after this week?
0: Obviously, we just discussed the deep ball issues right there. We want to run the ball a little more. We can't get behind like that. Uh, protecting the quarterback is the number one priority, so we got to make sure nobody's around his feet. I think they got around his feet a little bit on those interceptions.
3: And Devin Tompkins, 54 yard return. Nice to have that bright spot in a game that uh, I'm sure was, was lacking and needing it a few different times. Um, how did you come to the decision to? use him? What did you seen from him to, to feel like you had the kind of confidence in a December game to, to pull him in this role for the first time?
0: He's been catching it all year. You know, we like Darden. Tompkins kind of, he can put his foot in the ground and get upfield. Uh, Darden was more of a sideline returner. Tompkins can go up the middle. Uh, he's very decisive when he makes his cut, and he's been doing it in practice, giving people fits, and he did it in the game.
3: Are you also hoping to be able to get him some wide receiver um, you know, play at some point this season, or is he primarily going to be focused on the return stuff?
0: That's what we'd like to get him in there because he is a very good receiver. He has great hands. He's explosive, and he's a good route runner.
3: And uh, take us through the decision on the Ryan Suckup's 55-yard attempted field goal and just what all goes into a decision like that at that point.
0: It was probably two yards too long for him, but it was fourth and long, and we had a better shot if he hit it the right way, we had a better shot at making that than we did fourth and 10 right there at that point in time. So we were trying to get points on the board.
3: And how about the uh, potential for a a return for Tristan Wirfs? Do we know any more updated uh, things on how his injury is progressing and when he might be able to come back?
0: Not at this time, he's getting better slowly but surely. When I see him out on the practice field, I'll get a better gauge.
3: And then how about some of the other injuries that came out of this game? Any updates on those uh, to this point?
0: Not yet. Dean has a toe, and uh, Joe has a hip injury, waiting for results.
3: And I know for you guys, the, the tight ends has definitely been a bright spot in a lot of games this year, these rookie guys. And we saw both Co and Cade contributing in this game as well. So what did you see specifically on Sunday from them?
0: Well, okay, he's a good pass receiver, and he's a good blocker. So he's developed into a very good tight end in a short period of time. So he's reliable in the run and the pass game, so he can play a whole game. Cole is is tough and rough and tumble. Uh, He made two special teams tackles. He can block and he can catch the ball. He's not a downfield guy like Cade, but he can catch the ball as well. And even Cam came back and got some quality snaps for us, and he was tough in the run game.
3: Casey Phillips here with head coach Todd Bowles. Um, So going against uh, Purdy as a rookie quarterback, I'm sure you guys didn't have a ton of film on him, of course, but um, what did he do that maybe either surprised you or or that you expected uh, from him coming out and the way he was able to command that offense?
0: I think he came out just like we thought he was. We know he's going to get a boot, and we know he's going to get some play action, and we know he's going to scramble and run the ball and try to make a play. I think we busted two coverages, especially the one at the end of the half that should have never happened. And, you know, he found the guy and made a play. So it's a credit to him.
3: And I know stopping the run in particular, this was not a game that I'm sure you were happy with the way the the defense was able to do that. But I mean, you know, McCaffrey and and Debo are both very challenging guys to to go against. So um, what did you see as the primary issues in the run game in particular? And what was it that they were doing versus what you guys weren't doing?
0: Uh, they were running off the ball, trying to get to the second level to block Levante and Devin, and we were not in our gaps half the time. We were busting our gap fits and our run fits, and we let out a couple runs that shouldn't have ever let out, and we had unblocked guys, and that's, that's crucial when you're trying to play the run. Uh, run fits are extremely crucial. We talk about it every day. It's something we pride ourselves on, and that, 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 was, that, was, that, was, that was not a good game.
3: How much did Vita leaving early affect what you guys were able to do?
0: I mean, he left early, he's a big part of what we do, but we don't lose much when Nacho comes in the game. Nacho played decent, we just got beat on the edges and we gotta shore up our run fits. It it doesn't take Vita to fit in every gap when we have our run fits. You know what your gap is when you're out there on defense and we make that crystal clear. So we just gotta keep harping on that and go back to basics.
3: It is crazy how many times I've had to ask you about having multiple DBs injured all at the same time, <laughs> and you were at a point in that game where I think you only had yeah. two available corners. And uh, what is the difference in when you know ahead of time in the game that the guys are out versus then also losing guys mid-game? And, and coaches are always going to say, next man up, we can't use it as an excuse. But, of course, it, it changes who's out there and maybe even – to a degree what you have game-planned for some of the guys. So what is the different ways that that affects what you guys end up being able to do when they're out before and then they're also guys dropping in the middle of the game?
0: Well, for us, we had a 6-DB package and then losing one or two, you know, that, that kind of limits that package and Delaney kind of moonlights as a safety slash corner slash nickel and it makes Zion do things that he's usually not comfortable doing but it's, it's best to know before the game but when the game comes, you have adjustments that you can make when you throw somebody in there you got to know you have to make calls if someone gets hurt
3: and your outside linebackers uh, what did you see from those guys and just overall how have they been uh, trying to make up for the fact that shaq barrett has been out and you know where are you hoping to maybe see a little bit more from them
0: you like to see them better in the pass rush Uh, they've been good in the run game minus yesterday other than carl really nelson did a decent job Uh, we got to get better pressure on the edge when we're rushing four We don't get there as quick without Shaq there. We got to make sure we keep working and harping on the things they need to harp on. Joe's been close quite a few times. Nelson's been close. Carl's been good there. Avery's been fast, but the ball's been out. But we got to keep harping on getting more pressure from those guys when it's a four-man rush.
3: And we saw Levante recovering yet another fumble, his specialty. Uh, What did you see from the inside linebackers in this game outside of, of that play as a whole?
0: They ran. They had a bunch of tackles, but at the same time, they were getting off, running up to them quicker than they normally would, which means the D-line should buckle down and either grab those linemen or either make the tackle themselves. But they had their share of tackles. Uh, They were going laterally. They can come downhill a step or two, but we discussed those in the meeting, and they'll be good going forward.
3: So after a game like that, what is the message to the team? What is it that you were saying, either in the locker room or just the way – you and other coaches want to convey information this week when it is such a weird dynamic to be in first place, but to feel more demoralized, I'm sure, about the way that the play is manifesting.
0: We should be pissed off how we played and how we coached. Uh, Going forward, it's about fundamentals and technique and which Tampa team do we want to be. We talked about that. We understand that as players and coaches, the talking is over. You know, you, you put up or shut up. We got four games left to win the division. We got to put our heads down and work, and we got to get on the next week.
3: And how about the emotions of a tough loss for you when you were a player versus a coach? How do they compare? And are there ways that you've maybe changed how you've learned to handle some of the tougher losses since you were a player?
0: I've tried to <laughs>
3: compartmentalize. Yes, yeah.
0: I tried to do that and. They're the same yeah. as a player and a coach. As I get older, you know, certain games I can say, well, and then other games I can't let go. You know, it, it's it's harder to grasp a game you lost when you got your butt kicked than to grasp of the game you lost when they made a last-second catch or one-handed grab or something like that. It, it's harder to grasp that, especially when it hadn't happened here for us for the most part at least defensively running the football so that that's hard to grasp but you go back to work and the answer's are all in the locker room with us and we got to regroup and we got to come back out
3: what do you do after games and i'm sure for home versus road it's a little different but uh is it the same or different depending on a win or a loss or just how you feel about the game or do you kind of have the same routine after games no matter what
0: it's the same i sleep (laughs) I don't know, you're not known for that in this building.
3: You are not known for sleeping. You are known for being here at all hours and beating everybody Um, in here, so I don't believe you.
0: That's why I sleep when I go home.
3: And then you start early the the next day. And
0: I start early the next day.
3: And so for you, what are the first things after a game that is what you go to look at? Because I'm sure it's there's the you were there and in the moment and all that, does that change what you go look at or do you have the same routine of what you tend to go? No, look
0: at? there's usually two or three plays that I wasn't sure I need that I really go to and need to see before I even watch the game. I said, okay, I need to see what happened here. I need to see what happened there. And then from there, I'll go on and watch the rest of the ball game. First, you have to look at it from a coach's standpoint. What can we do better to help the players? Then you have to look at it from a player standpoint, who played well from a fundamental technique standpoint. You have to look at it from an attacking standpoint of how would you attack them or how they tried to attack you so you know what to tweak next week. So there's a lot of things that go on when you're trying to watch a game and review a game.
3: And for you, what is the schedule like in a, in a week typically preparing for a game in the way that you and other position coaches sort of delegate the way you work together and then are doing your own thing separately? What does that schedule look like in the role that you have in the, in the preparation and then the role that your position coaches have?
0: On well, Monday, I think everybody does their prep work. Everybody does their prep work on Monday, uh, so we we'll stay individual. We we'll stay as individuals in our office. We'll watch tape. We'll break it down. Tuesday morning, we'll meet offensively. We'll meet. They'll meet defensively. They'll we'll meet and we'll go over game plans. First, second down. Uh, we'll start with the run game. Then we'll go on into play action pass. We're we'll going to screens. We're we'll going to quick game. We're we'll going to five step drop and. After that, we'll take a break for lunch, then we'll come back and start game planning what we need to do, what calls we need to make, uh, who's healthy, who needs to play, who we have to protect, who we can take advantage of, how we can scheme it, and we get into, by the end of the day, we'll start making cards for practice for Wednesday uh, and putting calls on them to see what we want to practice and what we want to run in the ballgame. So that's a typical Wednesday for us. Thursday morning, uh, Wednesday morning, that's Tuesday, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Wednesday morning the players come in about 7:45. we'll have team meetings we'll go over who we're playing who are the big players that can disrupt the game Then we'll have special teams meetings we'll go over referees as well uh, we'll meet o and d for about two hours two and a half hours maybe then we'll have a walkthrough, and we'll come back and have a practice after that we'll watch the tape as coaches then they'll go watch it with the players and then we'll meet back as coaches and we'll start third down, red zone, and we'll go over that on Thursday, on Wednesday night for Thursday's practice. And we'll have the similar practice with Thursday with third down and red zone. And after that, we'll meet the same thing way we did Wednesday, and we'll go over short yards, we'll go over goal line, we'll go over two minute, we'll go over gadgets, we'll go over two point plays, and we'll present that on Friday morning. So then we'll go straight through with meetings and we'll do that on Friday. Then we'll watch the tape as coaches. The players will go. We'll watch the t- Friday tape with them on Saturday. We'll walk through. We'll play.
3: Got the Bengals coming up. Uh, Their offense sixth in the league in yards per game, third in passing yards per game. Uh, we know that this is a, an offense that can go crazy at any point. So uh, let's start with with Joe Burrow and some of the unique challenges that he brings.
0: Extremely smart, uh, very quick trigger, extremely accurate. Has great chemistry with the receivers. Uh, can run with the ball as well, knows how to make decisions, understands everything that goes on at all times. We'll run a quarterback sneak on you, we'll run quarterback draws on you, uh, can throw back shoulder fades with the best of them. It's gonna be a big challenge.
3: And how about those offensive weapons? What are some of the things that are are tough matchups about them?
0: Besides mixing the running back, uh, they got Hayden Hurst, the tight end. They got obviously Jamar Chase, arguably the best receiver in the league. T. Higgins, they got Tyler Boyd. He has a slew of offensive weapons that he can throw the ball to. He spreads the ball around very well. They have a huge offensive line, and it's going to be a big challenge for us.
3: You say that Jamar Chase might be one of the best or the best in the league. What specifically does he do that makes him so good?
0: He's got size. He can he can run routes. A lot of them can't run routes. He has outstanding hands. He, uh, his catch radius, he has run after catch ability. Uh, He can go up and get the ball in the crowd. He can catch screens. He can block. He can do a lot of things for that size that a lot of guys can't do.
3: And then how about their defense? I know their offense gets so much of the credit, but what are some of the things defensively that they do well?
0: Very tough up front. You know, uh, DJ Reader in uh, New Orleans. We got, who's the Hendrickson? Mm -hmm. He got from New Orleans and Sam Hubbard. They got a very good... Uh, core D line group, but the secondary makes a ton of plays. Uh, they make a ton of plays, obviously with Bates back there. They make a whole bunch of plays, and they make you earn everything you got to get. They're very stout on defense.
3: And so, what are the things that you most want to see this week from? Give me something on each side of the ball that you you guys would feel like showed that lessons were learned from this last week's game and, and progress was made.
0: Communication on defense. We got to get back to playing our kind of football. Uh, Stopping a run and then getting after the passer. We got to get after the passer this week or he'll make us pay offensively. We got to collectively put together a good game. Drives up and down the field, uh, hitting our big shots and running the football.
3: And then we'll close with this. Uh, Will Golston was nominated for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award for the Buccaneers. And what does he come to mean to this team uh, in terms of knowing that he's done so much incredible work off the field and has just been such a consistent presence in this locker room for so many years in that D-line?
0: Will's been kind of the quiet man of the group. Uh, He's our unsung hero on defense. He gets all the grunt work. He's our four technique. He does all the dirty work, takes the double teams and everything else, but off the field, he's kind of like General Ben. He does so much for the community and people in this building that it's unreal. So for him to be nominated for that award, you know, it, it, for him, I'm sure it's nothing. For everybody else in the building, it's a real big deal.
3: That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, as always, for your time, and good luck this week against the Bengals. Thank you. All right, we got plenty more coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access. Brought to you by Advent Health. This is Buccaneers Radio. <laughs>
1: Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Advent Health. Pressure coming up the gun,
2: and Prescott goes down. He's sacked for the first time of the game. Devin White
3: linebacker
1: blitz. Now more with head coach Todd Bowles and Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips.
3: Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access. The first half of our show we had head coach Todd Bowles with us and now I'm so excited to be joined by outside linebackers coach Bob Sanders. And coach, thank you so much for being with us. I
2: appreciate you having me. Excited to be here.
3: Yeah, this is a, I know it's a crazy week for you guys. I know that the schedule uh, has been uh, unfavorable to say the least when it comes to all the travel and the short weeks and then preparing for some of these games so I, I know you guys are crazy and we always appreciate appreciate the time and uh, I know you unfortunately kind of drew the short stick of having to talk about a a game that isn't as fun to discuss but that's
2: for sure yeah uh, yeah excited to be here you know we're getting ready for another one so uh, yeah our guys are uh, you know excited about this one coming up so you know, we're going to try to right this ship and get moving forward.
3: Yeah, so tell me, you know, kind of high-level takeaways now that you guys have had a, a day or so to look at the film and, and process what happened on the defensive side. What are some of the, the high-level takeaways that you guys as a staff have, have gotten from that?
2: Well, I think communication again, you know, just making sure we're all on the same page and, and everybody, you know, exactly playing every play. It seemed like, you know, at times there were, you know, different guys on different plays that, uh, you, know, that uh, you know, that had situations that arose. But you know, so getting, you know, everybody, you know, just mainly back to the fundamentals and doing things uh, the way, you know, that Coach Bowles wants them done and uh, and then being 100%, you know, with zero defects as we get going.
3: Uh, for you guys, uh, what would you say if you were – do you give grades to your players? I know a lot of coaches like to do that. Yeah. What, what kind of grade would you have given your guys in that game?
2: Uh, you know, for the most part, uh, you know, we played – you know, not always up to the standard, but, you know, a good bit up to the standard. You know, the problem we had was our situations were just like every other segment. You know, we had our moments where, you know, we could have done things a little bit better here or there to help the team. And, and uh, you know, always there's, you know, there's always room for improvement, you know, but especially... Uh, you know after a game like that I think you know there's no one segment nor one coach that you know can point a finger at anybody you know of course we had our share of situations that, that we would like to do different and uh, you know so hopefully we can get those corrected and and you know, move forward because we're you know playing a very good football team this week
3: Uh, Anthony Nelson seemed like he had a couple nice splash plays. It was unfortunate the interception was negated by uh, the penalty, but forced fumble and an interception for him was this one of uh, his better games in your mind?
2: You know, it was, it was. You know, but still, you know, there's a few plays I'm sure Anthony would like to have back. And uh, he did have a good game and was around the football a lot. Was very active. I think you know was in on about seven tackles as well as you know causing a fumble and having the interception. So. Uh, you know, he played extremely hard, like he always does, And uh, but we just have to, uh, you know, just make sure that uh, the things that we do on each and every play are our part of that play. And, uh, you know, so you know, like I say, I'm, I'm sure if you ask Anthony, he'd say, there are a few plays that I'd like to have back, but, you know, he did play well.
3: It's crazy because Anthony is so tall and such a big guy, and to just be in the position to be making an interception and to be able to, be dropping in coverage in certain situations. What are the unique things that this outside linebacker group is asked to do, particularly in this defense where you're doing everything from rushing the passer to sometimes dropping back and, and how rare it is to have guys that are built like Anthony, like Carl, who can still, you know, play that kind of position?
2: You know, it is a unique position. Uh, we are asked to do a lot of things, you know, from dropping back in zones to picking up guys man-to-man to banging receivers. You know, you know that are coming out of the backfield. You know, to rushing uh, the passer, to spilling uh, trappers, to boxing the you know the run game, making sure the edges are set. It's a great challenge. I think our guys, you know, will take that as a you know as the challenge and enjoy the you know the challenge of playing that position. You know, so there are a lot of different things we have to do. Uh, it makes our individual time, uh, you know, a fun, uh, you know, time because, you know, we have to you know, work on a lot of different things. And so, you know, we try to hit the emphasis of each week and, and then always hit the pass rush because that's important uh, to help our back end. So, you know, we'd like to, you know, continue to do that, of course. But, you know, but still there are other things that we have to work on as well.
3: We're talking outside linebacker coach Bob Sanders. And so with all these things they're asked to do, what is the ideal Person to play this position in this defense, if, whether physically, mentally, all of that. If, if you were to build it, what is, what is required of them in those areas to, to do well?
2: Uh, just like any, you know, any Superman guy you'd like to have fast, <laughs> yeah, just strong. just Superman. No big deal. <laughs> fast, strong. Uh, you know, uh, you have to be intelligent because there's a lot of different calls that uh, you know that you have to know. Uh, you have to be able to, you know, to go inside and be physical. You know, going inside offensive lineman, you have to set edges on. You know, on big linemen, you have to be able to drop or, you know, uh, uh, drop in the coverage, you know, with the speed and agility of, you know, of a, uh, you know, of a linebacker, Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, I think great vision, you know, being able to be disciplined eye control wise to look at the right things, because I think when you see the right keys, it helps you react faster, uh, you know, to, uh, you know, the certain stimulus that the offensive Uh, linemen or, you know, the offensive backs give you or the pass and and then then playing fundamentally sound to the things that you learn during the week, being able to take those things into the game. Uh, You know, I think that was one of the reasons Anthony had that, you know, interception. He did a great job of, uh, you know, playing fundamentally sound from, you know, from the snap all the way to the interception. So, um, you know, but, you know, I think just that discipline, that eye discipline and then being able to react. Uh, You know, with some strength and speed, you know, it's, it's a, you know, it's a great combination between all those uh, speed and power. You have to have a little bit of both.
3: And there was a lot they had to take on this last week. So tell me a little bit about for your group in particular, facing guys like McCaffrey, Debo, and and even what this rookie quarterback was able to do. What were some of the big challenges against going against guys like that?
2: Well, they attack the edges really well. They do a great job of, you know, nasty splits and nasty looks and, uh, really forcing your eye control, you know, so just being disciplined and doing those things. And then, you know, with guys like those guys, you need population at, uh, you, know, you know, at the point, whoever's got the ball, you know, you need extra guys there to, so getting out of stacks, setting edges, getting under blocks when we're supposed to get under, getting over when we're supposed to get over, dropping when we're supposed to drop, eye control, on a, you know, on a lot of quick throws, uh, and then being able to break on the ball. So it was a combination of trying to be physical and, you know, and being disciplined with eyes and then, you know, understanding what your responsibility is on that particular play, you know, where we're, you know, if we're supposed to, you know, to spill it out to the outside or hammer it back to the inside, it all has to happen in a millisecond. Uh, so um, you know, they, you know, they challenged the edges really good and, and um, you know, it was a challenge all, you know, all night long.
3: And I know. You you mentioned earlier the idea of the team working together right now to right the ship and everybody knowing that the level the team is playing at isn't what you guys are capable of and hope for. So for you as a position coach, what do you view as your role in helping to right the ship? What are the ways that that you're working in your area, the messages you're saying to your players, the things that you guys are working on that when you know it is kind of this late in the season, what are the things that you guys still feel like you can do and tweak and change to, to make things a little different?
2: Well, we have a standard in our room, and just making sure that standard stays a standard, that nothing, you know, that, you know, there's some things that aren't acceptable and, you know, when those things happen, you know, they're corrected and, you know, we move forward. And then, you know, just to keep building each week, you know, you know, there's a process, you know, end the week, you know, with the cut-ups and study and film. Uh, you know, in into video watching and, and, you know, learning the game plan. There's a process each week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, as we work through the week, making sure that everybody stays in the process and learns what they have to do, you know, for that particular uh, part of the game plan. And then moving forward as the week progresses, as well as, you know, still going back and reviewing and making sure that when game time comes, we're ready to go. So I think the main thing is just the standard doesn't change Uh Coach Bowles does a great job of, you know, setting, uh, you know, exactly what needs to be done. And then, you know, it's our job as assistants to make sure it gets done. So, you know, I think the main thing for me is just to be consistent, uh, you know, same thing, you know, uh, from week one, the same fundamentals, you know, you know pad level, eye control, uh, you know, reading your keys, uh, you know, getting out of your hips on contact. You know, reading the quarterback if you're dropping, playing man, or you know, your eye control on if I'm um, if I'm matching or zoning. <clears throat> All those things I think are you know important. So just maintaining the standard of play that has been set, that the standard is the standard.
3: And for you, how did you work to um, maintain that standard when you lose Shack? I mean, that's hard. Any position room loses their top guy. That's going to be very challenging to maintain that standard to to replace a guy like him so uh for you when when you knew that Shaq was going to (coughs) be lost what what did you do to try to replace him either by committee or with one individual guy and and just what did that mean to your room to lose a guy like him
2: well not only was a great player but a great person and a great leader and you know he was a leader in our room so when you lose a guy like him I don't know that you can replace him because there's only one Shaq but um in the NFL, you know, you know, here in Tampa Bay, it's next man up. You know, you can't worry about things that you can't control. That's one of the things we could not control. So, you know, the next guy step up, and sometimes, uh, uh, you know, it is by committee. You know, uh, you know, at times, but you know, whoever gets hot stays. Uh, you know, so uh, you know, we're trying to the best of our ability to rise up, and everybody get it you know, get better each week. If we can get a little bit better each week, that's what we're trying to do at our segment. Get be- everybody get a little bit better each week. Um, then, you know, we can elevate our segment. We don't want to be, you know, the weak league on, you know, the football team at any stretch of imagination. So it doesn't matter who's in there. We still have a standard that we try to play at. And, uh, you know, we're going to continue to force that, uh, you know, that standard and, and, you know, and fight bite and scratch, you know, to you know to keep that standard. and um, you know, the moral support, Uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, that Shaq away from the team, I'm sure, you know, you know, we feel, you know, you know, we know the standard he had and, you know, so, you know, what he tried to help us establish. And so we're trying to maintain that.
3: I know that, um, before Shaq got hurt, he didn't necessarily have the sack numbers that he's, produced in, in some other years, but it uh, d- d- still seemed like he was getting a lot of pressure, even if he wasn't getting there. Sometimes they were just getting the ball out quickly. So for you guys, knowing exactly, watching every one of his plays, what was his level of play before he got injured and the stuff that he was contributing and, and that you were working on with him?
2: Yeah, I think he was getting better and better. Uh, you know, I think his play was elevating. Uh, in fact, the night he got hurt, he was had a phenomenal first half the night he got hurt. Um, you know, I think... Um, he had some pressure you know some pressure on the quarterback where he affected you know he got the quarterback off the spot or he forced a sack from someone else because he was clean you know you know sometimes uh you know sacks you will come in bunches you know sometimes they just don't fall your way and and uh but you know he was uh yeah he was coming on strong and i think he was getting ready to uh you know explode you know and you know it's easy to say because you know you don't know but I just, you know, from watching from game one until, you know, until the moment he got hurt, he had, you know, elevated his play each and every game and, you know, really, you know, had shown that night and, you know, at least that first half, you know, what he was capable of and, you know, against a very good football team. And, you know, again, you know, I think he had three sacks at the time. Uh, you know you know that he got hurt uh, uh you know but a lot of you know a lot of quarterback hits you know the Dallas game you know he was he was there on a number of occasions and hit uh you know Dak uh, on a number of occasions but just you know just a little bit here or there and that's what we were you know looking you know long and hard trying to find that thousandth of a second that he needed you know you know if it was in get off it was you know in you know a hip flip or you know whatever it may be we were looking for that thousandth of a second you know which we're still doing for everybody but you know but especially you know for shaq at that time and uh you know and we miss him you know i'm just like we do cam gill you know all those guys that have been with us you know we you know, you know we miss those guys not only you know for the kind of players that they were, but, you know, for the kind of people that they were, too. Uh, great, great guys, great, great men, great men of faith, and just, uh, uh, you know, just good people. And, and then, you know, the attitude that they brought to the table as mm-hmm. players, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, just really appreciated it.
3: That's amazing. All right, we have more coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access with outside linebacker coach Bob Sanders. Brought to you by Advent Health. This is Buccaneers Radio.
1: You are listening to Buccaneers Total Access with head coach Todd Bowles and Bucs insider Casey Phillips. Brought to you by Advent Health.
3: Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access. I'm joined by outside linebacker coach Bob Sanders. Uh, before the break, we were talking about Shaq. Now let's get into some of the other guys you still have at your disposal the rest of the season. Uh, Joe Tryon Shoinka, a guy that may have been a late first round pick uh, but first round pick nonetheless and um, I would just love to hear for you if this is your first year here coaching him so what did you kind of know about where he was at coming into this year and then uh, where he's progressing still and and where you guys are still working on uh, different things with him
2: athletic player uh, a lot of talent uh, speed agility um, you know you know, in the past, has not really played a whole lot because of the COVID years and those kind of things. And then his first year, you know, behind some, you know, some really good players, and you know, uh, you know, had some, you know, some opportunities and did a good job. But uh, you know, but a guy that's still learning uh, who he is and and what exactly uh, his style can be. You know, we've tried to work at uh, getting you know other people around the league that are playing at a high level that are close to the way he. You know, looks and plays to you know to try to get some ideas and those kind of things. So I think he's a work in progress. You know, just you know when you have a guy that's a really good you know athlete you know athlete, you don't necessarily want to rush the passer just athletically all the time. You know, there's you know some power issues that come in and you know so we've been working with you with Joe on some power issues and you know just playing and rushing physical as well as using you know the athleticism that he has. So uh, you know he's working hard. Uh, you know couldn't ask for anything more from, uh, from, uh, from Joe. Uh, uh, from a uh, you know an attitude standpoint, a work ethic standpoint, uh, you know a being coachable standpoint. We just have to you know continue to emphasize the things uh, you know that you know that he needs to do, and then you know you know to bring those things from the practice field onto the game field you know, on Sundays and 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 uh you know, so hopefully uh, you know, he you know, you know, especially down the stretch, we need him, you know, to continue to improve. You know, we need you know, in fact we need, you know, all of our outside guys. You know, we need to step up and uh you know, provide a little more pressure to help our back end and you know, just to help our defense as a whole. So, you know, everybody in the room but us you know, but especially Joe, um, you know, uh you know, we're working hard and you know we understand uh, you know, how we can change the, you know, the face of a game, just, you know, the sacks, the calls, fumbles, you know, any of those type things. And, and, uh, you know, so we're working hard, you know, to that end, you know, but especially Joe.
3: Where would you say are his, um, biggest strengths right now? And then, uh, the areas you're still working the most with in terms of whether it's pass rush, run game, coverage, all that different like all the different aspects of what you guys are asked to do, where does he maybe best at and what is maybe the, the point you're working on the most?
2: Well I think that he you know he's best at is athleticism, chasing stuff down, running, uh, you know, getting out on screens, uh, you know, in the case you're running around a guy or um, you, know, you know, what we're working on is, is, you know, just the physicality of reading on the you know, the run I mean once you I mean, you have to get on the block in the correct position and you know, with knockback to get off uh or you have to rush you know with that little bit of physicality uh you know you're you know you rush the quarterback we're not rushing an offensive lineman you know so uh you know just that mentality of uh you know you know the pass rush is not necessarily about moves it's about getting to the quarterback and 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 trying to cause a fumble and uh, you know to get the ball back for our offense and so you know, that's the main place we've been, you know, emphasizing is, you know, you know, he's quick, he's, you know, he's fast, his inside moves and all those things are good. He's slippery, you know, he chases down good. You know, we're just working, you know, just to add that, you know, that physicality into his game, not only in the run game, but also, you know, rushing the passer as well.
3: And then for Anthony Nelson, you know, we talked about how, you know, his game this last week, what are the biggest things that you've seen? kind of overall for, for him, the way that he's kind of progressed and, and grown and, and where you still feel like, what is his maybe ceiling, his, his potential here?
2: Um, you know, Anthony's one of those guys, he does a lot of things well. Um, uh, he's extremely intelligent. Uh, uh, you know, I've coached guys from Iowa, you know, before that uh, are just like him. You know, they're team players, they love the game, they're physical um, you know the things you know the things that we're kind of focusing on with Anthony is just you know to be the best version of yourself you know you know there are certain things that that Joe can do that maybe Anthony can't and vice versa that maybe Anthony can do that Joe can't so um, you know I've been emphasizing especially the last month on the putting yourself into the best position for you to be successful do the things that you do well you know and then work on those kind of things and and uh, uh, and, uh, you know, kind of major in those kind of things as opposed to trying to be all these other things that, that really don't suit who you are, you know, so just be the best version of yourself. And, you know, he's played well against the run, uh, you know, just been working on his footwork, you know, occasionally, uh, you know, you know, gets him in a little bit of trouble, you know, but, uh, you know, just mainly working on his footwork and, you know, his physicality has been good and, you know, his rush, he's, he's affected the passer as well, you know, so... Um, you know, we just got to continue to do that and not grow weary doing the right things, which, you know, he's been, you know, solid at, you know, staying, you know, you know staying the course and, and you know, really doing the best he can.
3: We're talking outside linebacker coach Bob Sanders and Carl Nassib. We know we've seen a, a couple of huge plays from him, especially in that New Orleans game. And um, what has it been like to watch him come back in here, maybe especially a little later than everybody else of coming in? you know right before the season started and and where he's been able to progress he'd been here before but then left and coming back and figuring out the the room and and the game plan now um, where have you seen him improve the most and and just his potential here as well
2: you know i can't say enough of good things about carl he's done a great job you know getting back you know he got here a little bit late and had had and and had to really work himself back into shape uh, early on he wasn't in that football uh, hit in shape, and he's done a great job. He works extremely hard in practice. Uh, he, you know, you know, excellent team player. Uh, you know, you know, always a guy you know that brings enthusiasm you know into the room and onto the practice field and into the game. And uh, you know, he plays with that same emotion. And uh, but you know, he's just gotten himself in better shape. Uh, uh, you know, and in a football shape, and then you know again the same thing just focusing on he's done a real good job of focusing on what he does best and then we've tried to just hone that down you know to where there's zero defects in everything that he does uh he's been very very effective against the run knocked down a couple of passes last couple of games had it uh you know a couple of, uh, timely sacks and and you know has done uh you know has done well against the run so um you know you know, just looking forward to him, you know, continuing to, you know, to, you know, to mount up plays, you know, as we go down this stretch. because we needed as many plays from everybody, especially the outside group, as we can get. So, you know, been really pleased with Carl and just preached of his, you know, his loyalty and coachability and just, you know, the, you know, just listening and fitting in, you know, to do the things the way Todd wants them done. And, you know, he's done a good job with that, just getting back into football shape.
3: That's awesome. All right. We have one more segment coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access with outside linebacker coach Bob Sanders. Brought to you by Advent Health. This is Buccaneers Radio.
1: Buccaneers Total Access with head coach Todd Bowles now continues. Brought to you by Advent Health.
3: Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access with outside linebacker coach Bob Sanders. Uh, we've talked about all the guys in your room but also this is your first year with the team and first time getting to come on the show so I wanted to hear a little bit about uh your path uh to this point as well and I know you've coached in college and the pros you coach linebackers and been a defensive coordinator defensive ends and I would just love to hear kind of the the challenges and favorite parts of all those different roles and and different you know things that you've done in your career that is, has led you to this point.
2: Well, I, you know, I started out as a high school coach and, uh, you know, just being from a small country town and uh, I've just been blessed, you know, the Lord has blessed me throughout my career. I had the opportunity to coach in college for 22 years, uh, some great places, the longest stint, you know, University of Florida in the 90s. I had a great run with Coach Burr there and a lot of, you know, a lot of great players, a lot of great people and uh, and then the opportunity to get in the NFL, uh, you know, was just, uh, uh, you know, an, an, unbel- an unbelievable blessing that I had and then uh, you know like I said started out as a linebackers coach down in Miami uh, and then up in Green Bay D-line coach and had the opportunity with Mike McCarthy to be the coordinator there for a couple years uh, and then a run at Buffalo you know where I coached three different positions on the same team there so uh, was uh, you know was a great challenge and and I I think that really kind of helped me because I could you know I saw you know the game from a lot of different perspectives at the highest level and then out to Oakland and then Arizona with Bruce and and now the opportunity that Todd has afforded me, I just am uh, very appreciative and you know and blessed uh, you know to have the opportunity. Great guys on the staff, great uh, head coach to work for, uh, you know you know a lot of good players and you know great guys here, uh, you know to have the opportunity to come to you know a great organization. I'm just uh, I'm just thankful and appreciative and and. Uh, you know, have loved all the opportunities of, of coaching all the different positions because I've seen the game from a lot of, you know, you know, from a lot of different perspectives, you know, from a coordinator to, you know, everything up front at least. And, uh, uh, you know, it's been an exciting. And, you know, as I look back, it seems like just a twinkle of an eye that it's gone so fast, but you know, it's my 44th year. So uh, just been, uh, you know, just been blessed, you know, to you work with great head coaches and great people and great players and, uh, you, know, you, know, uh, you know, it almost seems I could never repay football for the opportunities that have been afforded to me you know, because of the game and I'm just I'm grateful for it.
3: That's incredible. We're talking to outside linebacker coach Bob Sanders. And so now, uh, looking forward to playing the Bengals, um, let's start just with, with Joe Burrow and, and what are the biggest things that you guys are going to have to focus on knowing the kind of quarterback he is?
2: I mean, excellent. You know, might be the hottest quarterback in the league right now. He gets the ball out quick, knows where he's going, extremely smart, can extend plays with his legs think he's one of the top quarterback draw guys in the league so he can, you know, run the draw. So you got to be disciplined in your rush at all times. Uh, it's going to be a challenge, but I think our guys are up for it.
3: And then how about some of the other offensive weapons they have between the run game their wide receivers? I mean, there's just so many names yeah. that I could list. Yeah, I
2: mean, you could go on and on, you know, uh, you know, about all those guys. But the running backs, you know, all those guys, you know, I mean, you could go, you know, each one and spend a whole segment on each one because they all, you know, present uh, – Uh, you know, a challenge. But, you know, collectively, uh, I think our defense is going to be ready to go and, and, uh, you know, we'll accept this challenge and, and, uh, you know, we're excited about this opportunity.
3: What do you think is the one thing that needs to happen this week for a win and then maybe also something that you just want to see to know that there were some adjustments made after this last week to see that progress you talked about, about each week getting better. What, what would be the top things you, if you were to maybe even ask Santa for a wish list <laughs> this week, what happens?
2: Well, you know, just, uh, you know, I think we're going to do the things that we have to do. You know, I know we'll prepare well, you know, we got to bring that same enthusiasm from practice, you know, into the game, which I think we will uh, again, you know, you know, the fundamentals, eye control, all the things, uh, the game plan, you know, that Toddle put together will be a good one. And, you know, we're just going to have to execute, uh, you know, everything to the best of our abilities and, uh, you know, with that enthusiasm that, uh, you know, I think we'll bring on Sunday, you know, to get this thing going.
3: I think so often fans judge outside linebackers almost entirely on sacks. If you were to tell fans how to watch a game the way you do as their coach, Mm -hmm. uh, what would be the things that you would tell them to watch to know whether or not your guys are doing what you've asked them to do?
2: I would say, you know, from the pass rush standpoint, are we affecting the quarterback? Do we get him off the spot? Uh, you know, do we keep him in the pocket? Are we not rushing on top and just letting him, uh, you know, have all day? You know, are we bringing, uh, you know, heat, uh, you know, so to speak? And then, you know, from a runs game standpoint. Uh, it's easy to look, are we supposed to be on the edge? Are we setting the edge tight, you know? Are the, you know, are the run lanes inside? You know, I mean, you can set the edge and still not be tight enough and leave our linebackers out to dry. Or if we're supposed to be under, are we getting under, you know, like we're supposed to so our linebackers can run and play. So a lot of, uh, you know, that's a great thing about football It's a team game. And so, you know, as you look at the things that, you know, that those guys do – Uh, You know, from affecting the quarterback to getting sacks to setting edges and getting, you know, in position, you know, to stop the run, you know, uh, you know, I think uh, as a team game us doing our part, you know, because a lot of times, you know, it looks like we may have the edge set, but we may not have it set tight enough and we left a hole inside, you know, so just all fitting together and us doing our part, you know, in the run game is, you know, when someone looks, you know, are they outside or are they inside? Or, you know, are they knocking the tight ends back or are they getting knocked back? Or, you know, how physical are they rushing against the offensive lineman, Or, you know, are they all finesses running around and, you know, and not getting at the quarterback, you know? So, you know, the enthusiasm, you know, when somebody else makes a big play, tapping a hat and just excited about it, you know, for them, and then when we make the big play, being excited, and then just carrying all that over and you know into a win on Sunday.
3: I love it. Well, coach, thank you so much for joining us. This has Thanks been amazing me. and we really appreciate it. And good luck this next week. Right.
2: Thank you for having me.
3: All right, this has been Buccaneers Total Access with outside linebacker coach Bob Sanders, brought to you by Advent Health. This is Buccaneers Radio.